0: everyone. I'm Erica M. Williams. And I'm Larisha Y. Warner. And we are back for another episode of Journey Heart to Heart. So Larisha,
1: what are we going to be talking about today? So Erica, today we are talking about building a sisterhood community and we have a very special guest today.
0: Yes, you know, this is a topic that we love. Sisterhood is so important and so necessary. So I'm excited to dive into this. I'm happy that we have a guest with us. So uh, let Let's get into it. All right, all right Larisha. So we
1: are back for another episode. Uh,
0: can you? Let's go ahead. Like, what are we going to be talking about today?
1: So today we're talking about building a sisterhood community, and mm-hmm. we're welcoming a special guest, Jennifer Trotter. Jennifer Trotter. So we're so excited, sis, that you're here to talk about this topic of building a sisterhood community. Yes.
0: So Jen, welcome so much to our uh, channel, our episode.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I believe that we're going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite um, topics, which is sisterhood. So I'm excited that um, you guys would have me and honored to join you guys this evening. Amen, thank you so much for
0: joining us. So I wanna give our listeners just a little background, kind of share your bio so they can understand and know a little better who you are. So you guys, Jennifer Trotter is a Christian influencer, conversationalist and speaker. She is a rising inspirational voice that has dedicated her life service to Jesus Christ and the empowerment of people everywhere. Born and raised in the DMV area, Jennifer is a graduate of Morgan State University where she received a BA in sociology. Her collegiate experience uncovered her passion for human service and social competence. She is known to initiate honest conversations about Christian singleness, woman empowerment, and relationship connectivity. She is the founder of Single, Saved, and Social. Jennifer is committed to curating atmospheres for modern Christian singles and creating platforms for Christian singles to express themselves with biblical margins. Jennifer also serves as the director of ministry engagement for Wives in Waiting, Inc. In this ministry, Jennifer leads prayer and Bible study nationally and locally. Additionally, Jennifer serves as a director of singles for the Young Leaders Conference, a conference that engages young leaders in media, ministry and the marketplace. Jennifer's beloved beloved that her journey with God is a testament to the fact that God keeps his promises. It is her prayer and vow to serve people, love God, and win souls for Jesus Christ. Again, we welcome you, Jennifer, to our uh, podcast.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, Erica, I was telling you recently, I've, I've been following Jim for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I came across her face, But when I came across her face, I said, I got to follow this young woman <laughs> of God because she is just so amazing, so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, always giving um, nuggets, transparency, but making people feel like they're not alone on this journey, uh, walking with the Lord. So I thank you so much, sis, for coming on and just being an advocate for sisterhood so thank you so much
2: thank you guys for having me i'm 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 truly truly honored
1: all right well let's go ahead and get into it jen so here at uh, journey heart to heart eric and i are always intentional about sharing our experiences with peer transparency can you share with us in our audience how did you come to know christ
2: Sure. So I am what you would consider a pew baby. Um, I was born and raised in the church. My mom um, and my dad believed God for a daughter for 10 years. So they prayed for me for 10 years. Um, So I was brought up in the church, all of that good stuff. And that's cute. But I decided to make my own personal relationship with Christ at the age of 19. So as a child, I knew about God, I was eager about God. Um, I had a lot of personality and all of that about God. But of course, I believe that sometimes church kids feel like they're missing something. So around that teenage, you know, those kind of funny, weird years, you start doing weird things, trying to see if there's something that you're missing. And um, so I was like, in the streets for like, two days because that was not my life um but then at 19 i made a decision as an adult i remember being in a club and i'm not gonna tell y'all what club it was but i was in a club somewhere i want to, pose to be and i remember asking because it was so much going on it's one of those like underground clubs and i remember there was so much going on in my little shelter itself it was like what is this and i prayed this prayer i said lord if you would delay the rapture and let me get up out of here. I promise I will never come back. And I just remember um, feeling like I was at a place at 19 that I wasn't sure. Like I I wasn't sure about anything, about life. And I knew that what I learned in church, I knew it worked. So I wanted to try God for myself and my personal relationship with Christ. And at the age of 19, I've rededicated my life to Christ and we've been running when we've been thick ever since. I'm not perfect. Okay. Still a little raggedy. Some days the Lord is helping me, um, but I have made a sincere commitment to God since then. And I have not turned back since that time.
0: Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> Jennifer, you had me cracking up, okay, a couple of <laughs> a couple of times with that prayer, that delayed a rapture, that's real. Cause I I prayed that prayer. <laughs> I prayed that prayer myself before. Okay? No, I was
2: scared. Like the right. club was it was one, it was just when you're out of your element and mm-hmm. it was one of those clubs, they were open till 6 a.m. And oh, I wow. remember walking out and the sun was red. I said, Lord, I need one more chance. I just need, don't you, <laughs> let me call my mama. Like I just need <laughs> to see if she is still here because I just need one more chance because it just, it just wasn't it. But that, them some real prayers. Give me of this. Yes.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I remember praying a prayer just like that. Yeah, so I Yeah, that's, that's real. Yep.
0: So Jennifer,
2: how would you uh, define sisterhood? I would define sisterhood as a bond, a community of women who have common goals, who are looking to move forward. Um, I believe that a step further is godly sisterhood. So women who are bonded um, by our confession um, to love and to serve Christ who want to serve him and love each other and forming an authentic relationship around that fact and a genuine interest in the betterment and elevation and promotion of each other.
0: That's good, that's good. Um, so When we're speaking of sisterhood. So when did you realize that you had a heart for encouraging other women to build those
2: those healthy sisterhood communities. So when I first kind of branched out, I wanted to be a body positivity advocate um, for the plus size movement. And um, I realized it was a little bit deeper to me than just clothing. Um, So I began to um, surround myself with women and I loved how we would make each other feel. Like I feel like when you're around some real Women, um, you leave encouraged, like you leave feeling like, yo, I can do anything. And then I stumbled upon a group, um, a ministry called Wives in Waiting in 2015, and y'all uh because so the name sounds like we're waiting for husbands but that's the idea is our commitment to Christ our relationship with Christ is first so we have women of all um relationship statuses I mean I remember telling my friend at the time like I don't want no more singles ministry she's like no come to wives and waiting. I was like no ma'am no ma'am no ma'am I am I don't need a wives and waiting anything um, and I end up going to speak about confidence as a guest, and I have never looked back. The amount of genuine love, and I'm talking about from strangers. Like we literally came together with an intention to be honest, to be genuine, and to be heard. And I will never forget that August 2015. We met in a um. Our meeting was in like a. Um, a hotel in Northern Virginia in, in this area, in our area. And it was the transparency. It was the transparency for me. And that's when I developed um just a love for true sisterhood because I believe that a lot of people want it, but they don't know how. And I think we're still trying to figure out ourselves too as we're connecting with others. Um So yeah, like that's when and and sisterhood saved my life like i went through um a horrible breakup in 2017 and it was my sisters who kept me afloat and i know we talk about you know just different things in life like oh it's okay it wasn't that bad But heartbreak is a real thing, especially when you saw longevity. And it was my pockets of sisters who never left my side, who I didn't have to fake be strong. I didn't have to be so deep and spiritual. Like I literally could just be in their presence and get the refuel that I needed. So I took that and that meeting with wives in waiting and all of the different encounters that I've had with women. And I just been running with it because I want everyone to feel like I felt in those moments and in those times in my life where I needed I needed an extra push.
1: Hey Amen. That's so good. I'm a part of that group, but I didn't know it was like that. That's it's so good. amazing. You oh. gotta
2: come, but well, we just started our DC again. Um the 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 virtual and global side is a little bigger, you know, it's a little, you gotta feel your way through. Mm-hmm. But them personal encounters, baby wow that's life. what I need right now
1: that's what I need right now that is so amazing well, I remember when you said sisterhood saved my life I, I've never heard anyone say that we would like to think that you know so many things that you know people that we connect with they'll say help us you know get through our our challenges but the way that you broke that thing down I told you I might cry but that's a beautiful thing and no, that- I was
2: yeah I'm oh I'm so sorry no oh, no go ahead go ahead I was so low y'all like I literally lived under a cloud for a whole year like I remember I'm so um, vibrant in God now because I know what it's like to bounce back right Mm -hmm. like I was me and God was beefing because I was mad Mm -hmm. I felt like everything that I thought Um, for my life was just down the drain and it wasn't just a relationship like I got fired from my job like it was so many different things that just happened in that year and it was my sisters who literally held my arms when I didn't have the strength who sung the words to the praise song when I didn't have the breath like who prayed when I didn't have the words like, who would come and get me out of dark spaces. And I'm not just talking about figuratively. I'm talking about in dark rooms. It, come mm-hmm. on, let's go. My mm-hmm. best friend at the time, and this is a, another piece why I'm so, like, big on sisterhood. Like, she didn't have a car. She lives in Baltimore. She got on a MART train one Monday because I couldn't get myself together and said, come on, we're going to Carolina Kitchen. Like, that's sisterhood. Yeah. And that's that's the part that rescued me.
1: Amen. That's, that's amazing. That is so amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you another question. I'm going to kind of move around um, and we're going to come back to one of these other questions, but what traits should every
2: sisterhood community embody? Every sisterhood community should have transparency, Mm -hmm. confidentiality, trust, respect, um, a level of confidence, and reassurance in your identity. Um, And I would say, you know, I I believe in all types of sisterhoods, but the faith-based sisterhoods are like, that. that's the key for me. And I would say some element of faith, um, an element of prayer, um, because I believe that that recipe works. But confidentiality is big for me. Um, I believe that what we say in our space, I shouldn't see it on Facebook. I shouldn't hear about it anywhere. I should be able to trust you like a bolt, right? Knowing that you're not gonna judge me, but you're gonna challenge me, right? And I can be honest and vulnerable and a mess and you're not going to use that as a weapon against me later. Um, so integrity too, but I believe those ingredients makes the recipe for a bomb sisterhood.
1: Hey Amen, that's so good. That's so good, I agree. Erica, what about you? What do you think?
0: Yeah, that is so good. Um, I agree. I was listening when you were speaking and just sharing about how sisterhood saved your life. Um, and and I found that having that safe space where I can be vulnerable and just go before my sisters and just be real and say, y'all, this is, this is what I'm up against. This is what I'm feeling and not feeling judged um, and still being able to be uplifted and empowered. Um, That is so important. It's so important. And I've even found it like in in our personal relationship, like with Larisha, but even in ministry, um, where just having those because you'll have some people like if they're new to ministry and they don't, they, they don't, they didn't grow up with sisters, they didn't really have those really um, deep Uh, friendships with other women because sometimes we can be like oh well I don't get along with women like I just men are my friends like that's it you know sometimes we can be in that mindset but it takes like really being able to meet some women who have all those qualities you listen integrity uh, confidentiality trust um, dependable like all those things to understand like hey you know what I actually can have a great relationship with women like I actually can have these these good friendship golly friendship golly relationships with women um and so like I said like even just creating that safe space it allows people to open up and that's where healing happens
2: no really I absolutely agree I think that When we talk about a safe space, especially for people in ministry, right? You got to be on so much like you, your charisma, your spirituality, you have to be, you know, people look to you for answers. They're looking to you for prayer. They're looking to you for counsel and all of those things. Where do you go to lay your head? So one of the things that I say is even giant. Need a place to lay their head. And that was the thing for me. My sisters are not concerned with my charisma. They're not concerned about how good I can preach or talk or run my mouth or do ministry. They're concerned about Jennifer, right? So all of the extra, all of the, the fanfare, the charisma, all, they're like, that's cute. But how are you doing? And I think having a safe space to say, I'm not okay. Today is not a good day. And really not having to get the backlash of you don't have enough faith or remember who you are. Like today is not a good day. And being able to sit in that, but not be not being a pity party, but having people to say, okay, what can I do to to serve you and to push you forward and to get you out of this dark place? So you hit it head on when you said a safe place. That I believe that that is what so many women are looking for, and that so many women need. Because the reality is, um, um, I don't get along with women is a myth. Like, that's not, that is not the truth. Don't nobody know you like another woman. We built the same. We got the same part. So even with your favorite homeboy, he cute, but he don't know you. He don't, he, he, all right, she tripping again. Or, okay, she having a mood swing. Like, another woman, literally, we could, we have a language that's even in silence. I could look at you and you know what I'm talking about. You can get my inside jokes. You understand my anatomy, my bio, my biology. You understand my emotions. You understand how I feel during that time of the month. So, that myth of I only get along with men is a lie. And it's because the enemy knows that we dominate better together. So, he seeks to divide us. But there is, it, it, you may not have a whole lot of people, but there is somebody, there is a woman for you. Don't nobody know you like another woman.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Whew. Oh, word. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was so good. So good. That was so good. So Jen, I have another question for you. Um, What do you think stands in the way of women coming together and seeing uh, one and each other as as a sister?
2: I think um, there are a few things. Fear is one of them um, because especially Black women, we are strong and we're told to always be strong. And one of the key elements of um, intimate sisterhood, is vulnerability. So I have to be willing to let my guard down for you to really see me into me, like right? right? So I think um, fear is a big thing. And some of that fear um, of vulnerability of letting your guard down is because people have been hurt. They have been mishandled. Some of the um, issues that we are trying to unpack comes from our childhood. Sometimes the first woman that betrayed you was your mother, right? The first woman that you encountered was your mother. So you have already already been introduced to a poor reflection of sisterhood because the first woman that let you down was your your mom, right? So I believe that betrayal, I believe that um, being mishandled, um, I believe that gossip, some of the petty things that women engage in in their insecurities, right? I believe that insecurity is a barrier. And I also believe that pride, Pride is a big barrier because for it to be an organic and healthy sisterhood, I'm not always the center of attention. And you have to be willing to put down your ego and your pride to let someone else shine. We're not, you know, sisterhood is not competition. We're not coming together for us to measure our success amongst each other. That's not sisterhood. That's a network right? That is a business um, gathering. We're coming together in love and unity. And that means sometimes it's not my day. Sometimes I need to support you and I believe that having a healthy um, version of yourself and a healthy um, outlook on relationships, that that pride has to, has to come down. It's not always about you. And sisterhood is sharing the spotlight with all of the women in your circle because everybody is valuable.
0: And that's so good. So you mentioned, you know, yes, definitely how pride has to go. And then also, as as you were saying that, I just realized, like, you know, we can't be selfish. But what are some things like So we often hear many friendships go through ups and downs. Um, How should a sisterhood community community navigate through those difficult moments?
2: I think one of the healthy things about relationships that we run from is good conflict resolution. Every relationship that's worth something is going to hit a bump in the road, It's going to hit a, a rough patch. I think that we have to attack the issues and not each other. And we have to be honest about our feelings right? Like you did X, Y, and Z. And I really didn't appreciate that. And I think when we approach it in a healthy and a loving manner, then I believe that we can get through it. Um, one of the things that we got to refrain from doing is um, blaming each other, like take ownership, for what you did. um, Don't act like it don't exist. I think that's one of the the things that we try to brush things over and keep going and then five months later somebody is blowing up and, and y'all didn't block each other and y'all hate each other's guts because of something that happened eight months ago and it's just like, well, why didn't you tell me that I didn't like that filter on that picture we posted and you, assumptions in your mind made you feel like, well, you just posted that picture because you look good and i didn't look i mean just the dumbest stuff but because we have avoided the issue then th- there is room for assumption there is room for offense and i think that for me i'm a direct sharpshooter let's deal with it in a healthy manner um i believe that grown adults can come together and overcome conflict in a healthy way. So I'm not yelling and screaming at you. I'm not calling you out your name. I'm not doing things that uh, would be considered below the belt. I'm not throwing your flaws and your mistakes in your face. We're going to talk about what happened, how we can overcome it, and how we can move forward from it. But every relationship, and even if it's not a spoken thing, because I have some good girlfriends, and the reality is, Sometimes we just get tired of each other. We just need a little break, and that's okay. It's it, it's not it's, it's not. It doesn't have to be a oh my gosh, you're getting on my nerves. I need a break from you. I you're not going where I'm going, and you're just draining. It don't have to be all that. You spent five days together. You spent the whole weekend together. Let's take some time, regroup. You know, detoxing our emotions, and we'll come back together. Like because I've had some rough moments with my home girl okay like me and my best friend we had got i I hope i'm getting trouble for saying this but we had gotten the biggest knockout drag out um in the middle of her wedding i'm talking about we screaming and we don't even we don't even do that we're not even those type of people but at the end of the day all right girl come on like it's just all right come on let's go like it is it was what it was i'm sorry i love you i'm being willing to put down your right to be right for the sake of the relationship I'm not saying let people walk all over you, but you are too valuable to me to let you go over something stupid than, if, than for me to just put my pride down and let's move past it.
0: Oh, Yes, that's it. Larissa,
2: you had
1: <laughs> <laughs> so many nuggets and, you know, here at Journey Heart to Heart, we're always transparent. You have gotten me together in this one question. (laughs) Um, This is the soundtrack of my life right now. So I thank you so much for just being candid, getting me together as I'm sitting over here thinking about the things that I have done wrong in a recent um, incident and how I have to go back and get my friend.
2: That is one of my um, taglines in these last couple months. Go get your friend back. Like Mm -hmm. we live in a society where we think that everybody is replaceable Mm -hmm. and we cut people off because they, you know, made us mad or whatever. And the reality is, is the foundation of the friendship worth it? And I think we have to ask ourselves that. And then we have to remember, why am I even really mad? Like, why am I, can we talk about the ins and out of that? And are we able to move past it? And if we're able to move past it, I want you more than I, we need friendship. It's not just, we talk about relationships and relationship goals and all that cute stuff. Friendships matter, like for real. And when you look up, especially in this pandemic and the way that the world is going, you need a friend. Like, for real. And if they're worth it to you, I I am a strong advocate of go get your friend. And let if we both want it to work, let's move past it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Go get your friend.
0: Okay, so... Let's see. What advice would you share with one who's afraid to be vulnerable um, and connect with other sisters because of past painful experiences?
2: That is a great question. Um, I believe that we should approach friendship like we approach dating. And you don't give everybody everything at the, the first time you meet them. Date them, right? Like when I say that, I mean, you know, start with some surface stuff, start spending time together, create a rhythm that works for your friendship. Um, I know that we're all adults and I know like specifically with me, sometimes I get a little busy. So creating a calendar for check-ins, right? For those different things and let's spend some time together. And then once I sense, um, I've given you information, surface information, you've handled it well. Then I give you a little bit more, and you handle it well, then I give you a little bit more. And then I'm able to operate in full transparency. I also believe that we have to be observant of the character that's in front of us, right? So if I know that you're messy, if you talk about your friends to me, I'm not going to talk about nothing with you. You're not an eligible friend for me because you have not exercised any type of integrity with your other quote unquote friends. So I I look at how people respond on social media. If they're always wrapped up in mess and drama, I look at you know, just those different patterns, just like I would. And when considering, you know, someone to date, like I'm looking at you before I give you all of my valuable, you know, information. Right. So I think that we, we kind of, date them we get a feel for them um you may not start off in a major group but be consistent with one friend and then branch off to another friend um a lot some of my friend groups what we do is we have created a um schedule or like non-negotiable dates where we know this is our time and everything else has to wrap around that time and then we use that time wisely. So we're not just on our phones, but we're digging deep. Um, But that came with a level of trustworthiness um, and it came with a level of trying it out. But I also want to say on the opposite side of that, friendship is a risk, right? So you're going to have to jump at some point. Me and my um, best friend, one of my best friends, we are friends from the sandbox, but my other best friend, like we literally met in a church meeting and was like, hey, I like your cl- I like your dress. I like your dress. I like your shoes. I like your shoes. Okay. You want to come to my birthday party? Like it was so five years old, but we began to just communicate. And then, um, all right, you want to go to, you know, let's go out to eat this Saturday. Okay. And we created a rhythm and then we showed up for each other in the times that it mattered. And I believe that when you do, when you are present, for valuable moments people remember that and that's how you you get pulled in close if i'm having a crisis and you see just little things you see that i'm not myself on facebook or i post something that's out of the norm you should probably hey sis you good i'm here make yourself available right like we can't get intimate if we're not willing to do some of the groundwork um so those were just some some key things that I think that that I know I've, it's worked for me uh, will work for people in growing their vulnerability.
0: Yeah, that is so good. Those are some good tips, especially like. Paying attention to the red flags and those dead giveaways of things. So sometimes we have a a a tendency of just ignoring them or saying, oh, you know what? Well, maybe that's maybe that's just them. Maybe it's just like how they like you talking about earlier the characteristics, their their um their personalities. Um, but no, we have to pay attention to that stuff because really they are a dead giveaway and definitely have to use that discernment. Um, yeah. So that was all very good, Larissa. Do you have anything else that
1: That was all good for me too. I did want to ask a question I was actually thinking about earlier today, Jen. I've heard you use this concept of shooting your sisterhood shot. Could you describe what does that mean?
2: Yes, that is my favorite. So um, I believe that just like, you know, in the dating context, um, people say, you know, shoot your shot in the DMs when it comes to virtual um, dating or getting to know each other. I believe that because social media is such a big part of our lives as millennials that there are certain people that we have seen on our timeline that we have built a rapport with um you know you're commenting on each other's stuff you know I got so many best friends in my head from social media you know I think that there there comes a time where we just need to shoot the shot like we need to okay girl I see you you see me we have a commonality we have things in common um maybe i've seen you seen you in a group or maybe you know we have a lot of the same um thoughts um or even if we're a part of the same church organization or something that's a thread that binds us together and once you have that it's kind of like girl let's just be friends like for real for real and i it's worked. like it's worked on my threads. I've had women, um, you know, every now and then I'll get an unction to really post a lot of sisterhood content and women just like singles have met on those threads and they are kicking it and they are growing and they took a risk. And I was like, oh, hey, like one, Um, recently I heard of two girls literally lived around the corner from each other and didn't know it and met on my thread and they're friends. Like they shot their shot. So I am an advocate of that person that you see online that you guys, you know, have some common interests and you want to get to know them better, um, especially as outside opens back up. It's a little um, different, you know, virtual in a virtual space. Um, but as the outside opens back up, hey, um, you know, invite them to your events or show up at their events. And in a... <laughs> non-creepy and weird way. You know, I always have to say that. Please don't be weird. Amen, people of God. Don't be weird. But I do believe that you see me, I see you. I'm hyping you up. It's people that I've been hyping them up in the comments, and vice versa to me. That we ain't never seen each other. Like me and Larisha have been connected for a while, and this is our first time, you know, seeing each other um, virtually, face to face. Right. So I see you. You see me. Come through. Like let let um be intentional about trying to form a bond that may last. And I believe that that's how um sisterhood can work and I've seen it work the ministry that I'm a part of wives and waiting most of us are virtual I got a sharpshooter in Compton who don't play about me who ain't never met me but she I bet you she, she'll punch you in the mouth if you talk about me like we're bonded like I bet you I got a sharpshooter like you know what I'm saying so I think that while it works with online dating and while it works with Facebook, I believe that shooting your sisterhood shot and making connections beyond the work virtual walls can work. So that's the, the long and drawn out concept of that.
0: I love that concept. That's my first time hearing of it, but I love it, man. I love it. It's. That's real. I can say a lot of the friends that, especially because I noticed in, in your bio as I re- I was reading it. Um, you said you're a Christian influencer, and I don't know if you like use that hashtag, but through that hashtag on Instagram, I've met so many amazing women of God. Like, that, yeah, that, that's real.
2: I met a girl um during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And Let me tell you how the risk factor works. Um, I was doing a talk on singleness and. She, I don't even know how she ran across it because I don't even think she's a mutual friend. Somebody shared it, and she was like, "Oh my goodness, you know things you said, the Lord used you as my I was like, "Hey, you know," so we connected, and um, come to find out, like she's like a. Big deal. And and she was always, you know, before she met me, but the kicker was we met on Facebook, but she's not even on Facebook like that. Her world is the influencer world of YouTube and Instagram. Well, because we bonded, you know, online and it was very quick. Like it was very quick. She said, Hey Jen, I'm coming down to DC. Can we go to Bus Boys and Poets? Y'all, I met that girl and we're going to Puerto Rico this this month. Like that's
1: definitely. my sister definitely. so it works yeah, yeah that's good I'm glad I reached out to you Jen I was a little nervous I ain't gonna lie I was a little nervous in the game <laughs> no, no, I'm no. so glad that you um have connected with me and just allowed me to share what I was going through in those moments so thank you so much for that it, it, does, work. it does work
2: it does work I think the only thing with me and I'm trying to work on it because you know that Christian influencer sometimes I get busy especially in the pandemic so i'm trying to do better of like really connecting but i would invite you guys um to uh for our wives away to dc like that's where like the intimate spots y'all coming to them intimate spaces and get them sisterhood shots popping because yeah yeah but i'm so excited that we connected
1: yes
0: i am too thank you so much yes i would love to i definitely will be um following i think stay make sure i stay posted keep checking out your uh page for any um upcoming events and stuff like that because i would love to attend um and then also you're welcome to attend any of our journey to purity events divinely destined ministries whatever we have going so we'll make sure we be in contact This is yes really good. Yes. yes this is good all right jennifer so um how can our listeners connect with you do you have ig facebook your website
2: so, yes, um, you can connect with me. My favorite platform, I'm, I'm probably an old lady, but my favorite platform is actually Facebook. We get down on the Facebook streets. Um, you can follow me at, at Jennifer Trotter. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at Lady Inspiration. Um, if you want to follow some of the ministries that I'm a partner, I'm the director of ministry engagement for wives and waiting. So www.wivesandwaiting.com to learn more about us. Um, yeah. And I have a, um, I'm the director of singles for the young leaders conference and spirit and truth. So we have some amazing things that are about to come, um, out through that, um, portal or through that community, excuse me. Um, so yeah, like I am here, there, everywhere, child. So just, just get stay connected and, um, you can be updated that way. But my main platform is, um, Facebook. Most of my content, most of, you know, the conferences that I speak at and things like that will be found there first.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you for your time. This is a great episode. I believe this is going to be one of our top episodes. I think it's so it's going to be
1: up there. <laughs> it, is. it is. This is good.
0: So uh, any final words, Larissa?
1: Y'all go get your friends back. <laughs> I got to go get mine. <laughs> But yes, thank you so much. And this was an amazing episode. I knew this episode was going to do this to me, but I am glad that you have come and spent time with us um, on talking about building a sisterhood community. So thank you again so much
2: for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I truly believe in that. Go get your friend back. Shoot your sisterhood shots and really believe in the power of sisterhood. I know that if you are vulnerable and transparent um, and you take a risk, it will work for you.
0: Amen, amen. So you guys... Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Journey Heart to Heart podcast. Um, Make sure that you leave us a review. Your reviews are so important for us. So if you go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. Also share these episodes with your friends. You have some sisters, share them with your sisters. So you can just, this could help. Start a conversation that, that you you need to have in order to, to really just make sure that you strengthen your relationship and that bond and that connection with the women um, that you are connected to. So um, we are found on uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, any other major podcasting platforms. Um, definitely reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook at Journey Heart to Heart if you have any. Um, just any reviews on our on this episode. If you have anything that you want to share with us about anything you've learned or uh, what you gained from it, what you hope to share with others from this episode, let us know. Send us the email at info at com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, take care. Take care. Thank you
1: so much for listening to this episode of Journey Heart to Heart Podcast. We're so grateful that you decide to join us on this journey and would love to connect with you. So follow us on IG at Journey Heart to Heart. To learn more about upcoming events and to suggest topics for future episodes, visit our website at www.journeyhearttoheartpodcast.com. Stay tuned for our next episode and we're now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, take care.